Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. The title of today's podcast is How to Receive Faith for God's Promises. I want you to listen to why God's promises are activated by our faith. Learn how to receive the faith we need for God's promises. Discover the secret promises of God. Understand why some of God's secret promises are very easy to find. Today is the day to increase our faith. Obtain greater faith than you thought you would ever obtain. But before we get into that, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's anointing. Heavenly Father, once again, I thank you for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who have listened in. I surrender now to the Holy Spirit and invite Him to take over and take charge of everything that we do today. Holy Spirit, I need your guidance and your direction. I need you to help those who are listening in today to receive something very special, that they will learn how to receive faith that will then line them up to receive God's promises. I believe this message was ordained by you, and I need you to bless it now. And I know that great things are going to take place, Father. We give you praise for it in advance, and we'll give you all the glory. For I ask these things now, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's take a look at what faith is not and what faith, in reality, it actually is. Faith is not positive thinking. It is not a wish or a feeling. Faith does not depend on the doctrine of a certain church that we may be attending. Faith is not having confidence in ourselves. Now we can look at what God's Word says that faith really is. And what about faith? We must have faith to receive anything from God. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1, it's a wonderful scripture that tells us that faith is trust in God and not having faith or trust in ourselves. So let me read to you Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 in the New Living translation. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now, you know, to a lot of people, it's hard to describe faith because they struggle with trust. They struggle with maybe believing in something they can't see. They, they, how, they say, how can you possibly believe that if you've not seen it? Well, that's been a problem that a lot of people have had since Jesus Christ walked the face of this earth. But faith is confidence. Other translations say that it's substance. It's something that you can hold on to, you can hang on to. And this scripture is telling us that it's what gives us hope for things that will actually happen. When I have faith to sit in a chair, I have faith and comfort and confidence that that chair is going to hold me up. And if I'm not comfortable with it, then I don't sit in that chair. But in reality, that's really not faith. That's just simply an evaluation of something that we want to look at before we can actually have our trust in it. But the faith I want to talk about today is that confidence that we have and we hope for that things will actually happen. And it gives us such assurance about things that we can't see them. We can't even put our wrap our arms around them. But when we receive faith, we receive something deeper than we can imagine or even think. Faith is that step of confidence and trust in God. And then in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says something else about faith that's so wonderful. It says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. The reason I'm spending so much time right now on faith and getting an understanding of that is because we'll never be able to understand how to receive God's promises because we can only receive God's promises by faith, by having trust and confidence in him. So I'm going to go back to verse number 6 now in Hebrews chapter 11, the New Living Translation. Take it a little slower. Let me read 6 again. And it is impossible to please God without faith. So therefore, there's a warning right there. There's a very powerful statement that tells us we've got to walk in faith. We have to trust in faith. We must believe that God is able to do what he says he's able to do. And if we don't have faith, we can't please God. If we can't please God, we're not going to receive his promises. 
Gentiles. Now, anyone, it says here in verse 6, anyone who wants to come to him, all right, must believe that God exists, all right? Well, first of all, let's just get that one settled right now. Do you believe that God exists? If you have any doubt or question about it, you need to just pray now and ask God for help and direction of that. Now, when I said you need to pray, and those of you who thought, well, yeah, I need to build my faith by praying, when we pray, we're basically believing that God exists. Otherwise, why would we pray? I've had people tell me, well, they don't have faith, and they don't trust God, they don't believe in God and all that. But when I ask them, can I pray for you? They'll say, sure, that would be nice. You see, they don't realize that they do have a faith and a confidence that God is there. Because when you ask someone if you can pray for them, nine out of 10 times, even greater than that, I find that people always want to have your prayers. And it says, we must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So here we go. We've got a promise of God. If we sincerely seek him, that means with all our heart, all of our soul, all of our might, with our mind, with everything that we are, if we sincerely seek him, then he will reward us. And that is the key to receiving the promises of God. Now from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, we can understand that it takes faith to receive God's promises. Now when I think about faith to receive God's promises, I must not get caught up in the promise. Now this is a very important point because a lot of times we seek the promise more than we seek God. It's so crucial to understand that it's not the promises that we're seeking for so much as we are just seeking a closer walk with God and a desire to feel his presence and sense his power in our life. So we must not seek the promise, but first seek the source of that promise. My faith must be in the provider of the promise and not in the promise. We must always seek first our God, then the promises they'll follow. Matthew 6.33 is a great example of that, where Jesus said these words, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to us. So therefore, we've got to seek God first. We've got to come to him first and go after him and who he is. And sometimes when we pray, it's, it's important to understand that we might pray and ask and ask and ask for ourselves and for other people, and we keep asking these things. But at the very end of it, I would encourage you that we should basically stop and say, Lord, more than anything else that I've said so far, more than anything else that I've prayed for and asked for today, I just want to seek you. And I want to seek you, Lord, just for who you are above everything else. When we do that, we put God first in every situation you know, in our life. And many times when I pray for the needs of others and I'll be praying with them, I really like to close my prayers with that type of a statement. Lord, we seek you and who you are. We thank you that you are the provider and the source of our needs and the provider and the source of your promises. Now, knowing who God is proves that we have faith. Knowing who God is provides faith for his promises. Let me read that one more time. Knowing who God is provides faith for the promises that we desire from him. Now, we're going to get into a little Bible study here because I love to get the word of God out to prove the points that I'm trying to make and trying to share with you. So I think now's the time that we, we talk about how we receive faith for God's promises. And there's seven steps that I've made. I could have given five. I could have given you 12. But I like to stop where I believe the Holy Spirit has given me the guidance and the direction to share these with you. Now, if you'll stay with me in this whole series on God's promises, I believe you're going to discover that there'll be many times that there'll be steps that we might duplicate one here or there, because I believe when that happens, the Holy Spirit is telling me that point needs to be made again. It needs to be stressed again so that people will receive that important step to receive faith for the promises of God. So let me give you seven steps and let's just see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Step number one, faith requires trust. 
to receive something from nothing. You just think about that. You're going to receive something where there isn't anything actually there to see. It's only by faith that you believe it'll come to pass. And in Psalm chapter 56 and verse 3 in the New Living Translation, it says this, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Now, the other night we were having a prayer meeting and during our prayer meeting, one of the ladies said that she was just having fear in her prayer time and she was afraid that God wasn't listening or she had fear that possibly that God wasn't going to answer her prayer or that she had done something wrong. And and that really wasn't the case at all. This was a wonderful, godly lady, but she allowed herself to be robbed of her faith because she let fear, that unbelief, enter into her heart. And it happens to all of us. So in order to receive the faith that we need, in order to receive the promises of God, we've got to first understand that faith requires trust. Trust in a God who loves us so much that he gave his only son to die for us. His son, Jesus Christ, took on the sins of the entire world, and God so loved us that he let that happen. He didn't have to, but he let that happen so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. Now, if we follow a God who's done that for us, then why will we not trust him? So we've got to learn that we trust God, and trust them will bring forth faith, and faith will then bring forth the promises of God that we're all talking about in this podcast, and that we need each and every day of our life. Here's number two for faith. Faith provides freedom from fear. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number six, listen to what it has to say in the New Living Translation. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can men do to me? You know, think about that. What can people do to us that God cannot defend us from? God is ready to defend us regardless of what people try to do to us and what people do to us. The Bible tells us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and we should believe that. We've got to have confidence and trust in that. Our faith provides freedom from fear because our trust is in God because he's not going to let anybody beat up on his kids. He's going to give us a way of escape. When we have temptations, he's going to give us that way to get away from that temptation. When we have fear that comes in our life, he shows us a way to trust him with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him, and then he'll help us. He'll direct our path. So we've got to understand that faith provides freedom from fear, and we've got to have freedom from fear in order to be able to line up to receive the promises of God. So let me read that scripture one more time, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number six, because sometimes I know I get to talking a little fast. Let me read a little bit slower. I want you to savor it and receive it into your heart. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? All right, let's move on now to number three. Faith requires us to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. There's two wonderful scriptures we're going to read here in just a moment that'll help us with understanding that. Now, I believe so strongly in this particular statement about faith requires us to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. I believe in it so much that I wrote a book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. And it's based upon a wonderful teaching found in the book of Romans in chapter 4 and verse 17, where Apostle Paul is talking about the life of Abraham. Remember, Abraham and Sarah wanted to have a baby. They knew they wanted one. They always wanted one, but they they were old. They were in their 90s, and, and, and Abraham was nearly 100 years old. And God told them, you're going to be the father of many nations. And they kind of laughed about it. Well, she did. Sarah did. He didn't laugh that much, but he was kind of like, well, I hope so. But he had to believe that God can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. And I believe so strongly about it that the book that I, that I wrote is entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. So listen to this teaching in Romans chapter 4, 
Some of you have heard this before on some of my other podcasts because I believe so strongly in it, but I know that I, I get new people who are listening into these podcasts every week, so I'm going to be sure that you understand this, this part of this teaching on receiving that kind of faith so we can receive the promises of God. So let's go back to, uh, let's see, Romans chapter 4, verse, say, number 16, where the promise is spoken, the promise that God made to Abraham. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's, remember, they want to have a child, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. Verse 17, that is what the scripture meant when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed, listen to this, in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. You know, if you are struggling with anything right now and you need a promise from God, you've got to believe that God's going to bring something from nothing. You know, when I have been diagnosed with cancer, I've been diagnosed with things that were going to take my life. On several occasions, I've been given, quite frankly, death sentences from the doctors on three different occasions in my life where they said you have incurable diseases that basically there's no way to help you with them and you're going to be dying from this. And one was very soon, another one was within a few years. I had to believe in something. And so I thought, Lord, I'm just going to trust you with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you and you'll direct my path. That was one of my promises. And I thought to myself, God, if if you told Abraham that you was gonna you were gonna bring life into Sarah's body, into her womb, and they were gonna have a child, these two people who basically were so old they couldn't possibly have a kid, the world thought, and all of us would think that even to this day. But God said, No, nothing is impossible with God. And if we believe that, then we can call forth those things that are not. They're not really happening, but as though they are. We can believe that when we're sick, that we'll be healthy. We can call forth that when our we have a mortgage in our house, that it will become debt free. We can call forth that our prodigal son who's who's away from you and not serving God, you pray and say God's going to bring him back into a right relationship with God. And we can believe that and trust that. And when we do, we take a great step of faith to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. So with that, I hope that you'll receive that. But let me give you one more passage of scripture that might help a little bit in understanding and, and receiving what I'm sharing with you on this podcast today. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 3. Listen to this. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So here we go. God's creation. There wasn't anything there, but God created something from nothing. He can do that in your life. He can do that in your needs. Do that for the request that you have for him, and you can claim the promises of God by faith if you'll believe that he can bring forth something that is not, and you can believe for it that it's actually happening in your life. I tell you, I hope you caught that. All right, let's go down to step number four. Faith requires us to pray for those who persecute us. Now, there's times in our life when persecution takes place. We've all had it. We've all had people get upset with us, offend us, come after us, persecute us, and all those types of things. But there's some instruction that God has for us. And I believe that this will give us faith to pray for others so that we'll be released from that bondage of persecution. So let's read this for you because I believe this may set some people free. If you'll pray for those who've abused you and hurt you, I'm telling you, God will release his blessings upon you and his promises for us. I'm reading in Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. These are the words of Jesus. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of 
of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Now, he uses that example because tax collectors in those days were corrupt people. They were stealing from people and keeping a lot of the money for themselves and then turning in taxes to the government, if you will. And that's something that was very corrupt, and he uses that. So even, he says, bad people do that. Verse 47, though, but if you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? So here's the key now. Even pagans do this. Listen to verse 48. This is the key to all this. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. What he's saying is that we are to lead toward a righteous and godly life. Now, we know we'll receive perfection when we go to heaven, and we'll be perfected through our relationship with Jesus Christ. But we need to forgive others, even if they don't forgive us. We need to ask those and pray for those who are offending us and hurting us and going against us to forgive us and just move on. Because when we do that, we're opening up the windows of heaven. Matter of fact, I have had experiences in my life where people have come after me and tried to get into my my bank accounts and try and steal money from me and and steal projects from me and, and steal profits from me. And all those things have happened. And I found that if I pray for them and move away from them, but still pray for them, God blesses me and helps me and lets that heal in my body so I will not be robbed of the promises of God. Because if we have unforgiveness against other people, God will not forgive us. All right, I need to get off of that. You can tell I've spent a lot of time over the years dealing with that. And I think it's crucial for us to move on to receive the blessings of God. Okay, let's move on to number five. Step number five, faith to believe God's word. That's required in us to be able to understand how to receive the promises of God. So I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13 in the New Living Translation. It says this, Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. Now, some people say they go to church and they hear a preacher preach something and they go blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing over and over again. No, it's not the same thing over and over again. It's the word of God. If that preacher is preaching the word of God and reading that scripture to us and teaching us a lesson from that scripture, those words are not just from the preacher. They are from God Almighty. Those words were anointed and they were led into someone's mind and heart who wrote these scriptures. In this case, it was written by the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was led to write these scriptures down in First Thess- and Second Thessalonians, and he wanted to help us have faith to believe God's word. So he made that statement. When you hear the word of God being preached, it's not from that person. It's anointed by God. It's an, the Holy Spirit led that person to write those words, in this case, Paul, and those words were instructions for us, and they will carry out into eternity. It's amazing how God's word will, will deal with issues we're dealing with here in the year 2023, and these things were words were written a couple of thousand years ago, and they apply so much to our life today. So don't forget number five, faith to believe God's word will help us receive the promises of God. All right, step number six, faith requires us to believe we have a future and a hope. And we read about that in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. I'm going to read that even though I'm running out of time. I'm going to read that to you right now. This is step number six now, and it's faith basically to receive the promises of God. It requires 
requires us to believe that we do have a future and a hope that comes from God. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verses 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days you will pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now that word is in the book of Jeremiah, written thousands and thousands of years ago. But when we think about the promises of God, that is a current promise from God. And that promise came from the blessing that God poured upon Abraham when he had faith to believe for something that wasn't as though that it was. He, Even though he couldn't have that child, he had faith to believe that, that he would be the father of many nations. And Abraham believed that. And those blessings passed all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament up until this day. We are living under the blessings of Abraham. And so, once again, there's a promise from God. We've got to believe God's word. We've got to believe that he has a future and a hope for us. And so, if you're struggling with that right now, maybe some of you out there are saying, I just don't know if I really have any hope in life, or I don't know where I'm going to go from here. Matter of fact, this might be a good time for me to just pray for you. If there's anyone out there, and you're needing to have hope for your future, you need to know that God's got a plan for your life. I'm going to pray with you right now, because I believe now's the time, and the Holy Spirit's prompted me right now to pray with those who are listening in to receive that plan and that hope. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now for those who are in questioning as to whether they have a future or they have hope in their future and that that is going to be ordained by you in their life. And I call that forth, even though it's not there, I believe for it right now and that these plans will be good for good and not for disaster. And it'll give them a future and a hope, Father. And those days when they pray, Lord, that you'll listen and if we look for you wholeheartedly, Father, we will find you. So I pray and believe that right now you're listening, you're hearing, and those that are listening into this podcast are receiving right now the blessing that you have for them, your promise to them for a future and a hope. And Lord, if if maybe they feel their life is complete and everything's going quite well, maybe they need to stand in for someone else, like a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a dear friend that needs to know that there's a plan in their life and a future and a hope in their life, that, Father, that would be, that they would see that blessing come upon others. And I believe for that. I'm just calling forth that for those who are listening in and for their friends and family members. I thank you for it, and I'll give you praise for it. We're believing that now and give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now I'm going to move on to step number seven. We need faith in order to receive God's promises to give what we have to God. So whatever we have, I'm not just talking about money now. I believe that we need to be willing to surrender what we have to God. We need to surrender our talents, our ability, and our finances to God and to his work. And if we're willing to do that, then we can see the blessings of God come forward in our life and the promises God has to to bless us will come forth. Let me read a scripture to you. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, a really wonderful scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit to give us direction for our lives today and to show us the way to receive the promises of God. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, the New Living Translation. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. 
I mean, if we just stopped right there and didn't read anything else, I think that'd be enough to bless your socks off. But I believe right now you've got to receive that and that promises for you. Verse 10, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Remember, I promised you that in this teaching, we'll be talking about the secret promises that God has for us. Well, those come about through our relationship with the Holy Spirit and allow him to work in our lives. Verse 11, no one person, no one person's thoughts except that person's own spirit can imagine what God's going to do. And so it's, it's in the New Living Translation, it's said like this, no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Verse 12, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. See, that's the promises of God. So I hope that you receive this. I, I'm excited about it. I know I may have had maybe too many steps to take, but I believe all of those are important in understanding how God wants to bless us and bring forth the promises that he has for us. Maybe Let me make a real fast review of them. Number one was faith to receive God's promises requires trust in God. Faith provides freedom from fear. Faith for God's promises requires us to call forth things that are not as though that they are. Number four was faith requires us to pray for those who persecute us and those who come up against us. Number five, faith for God's promises comes when we believe God's word and we know it's his word and it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Number six, faith requires us to believe we have a future and a hope. And we all do. That's God's promise. And number seven, we need faith for God's promises so that we'll be able to give what we have to others and to God. And that when he blesses us, when it comes from God to us, we're supposed to share it with others. And God gives us so many promises in his word that he's going to give and give and give to us his promises. But we've got to remember that our only source is God. We need to be faithful to him. And when we are blessed, we need to turn that blessing back in to bless the kingdom of God and bless others. I, I believe in that with all my heart. I believe very strongly that, that God, you can, well, first of all, we can never outgive God. And secondly, God's going to continue to bless us when we're faithful to him. And if we're not giving of what we have, whether it be our finances, our talents, our abilities, whoever it might be, we're going to miss out, I believe, on the blessings of God and the promises that God has for us. So I hope this has been worthwhile to you. I hope it's been interesting to you. I'm going to continue to teach on the promises of God for a, a number of podcasts. I'm not sure how many yet, but I'm sure it'll be probably 15 or 20 or more because there are so many areas we need to discuss and talk about when it comes to living in the promises of God. So with that, I'm going to pray for you as I close up this podcast today and tell you about what I'm going to be doing in the next podcast. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for once again, this opportunity we have to go to your word and read it and, and seek it, Father, and, and apply it to our lives. And I pray that you would bless those. If there's people here who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray that they would just surrender life right now and, and, and ask God to forgive them of the sins in their life and that and promise to serve him and be with him all the days of their life and, and just repent of our sins and, and receive that forgiveness and walk in the power and love of God. And Lord, that they would go to a good church that's preaching the gospel and receive instructions about how they should grow in their faith. And for those who know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, may they lead others to Christ and may they share the promises that God has for them with others so that others will be drawn to a right relationship with God. Thank you once again for this opportunity. Thank you for those who are seeking the promises of God and may they receive them fully, I ask. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. Well, if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, that's the name of our podcast. We carry a number of topics that we, we've gone over. We've had, I think this is my 227th podcast in this series. It's lasted a little over two years. And we've covered topics like prosperity and finances and how to get out of debt and what generosity is. On We've talked about faith and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and how to operate in the gifts. We've talked about faith and miracles and, and having faith to, to believe for miracles and see miracles take place in their life and just a number of topics. I even did a 20 series podcast on on business, Christian business owners and how to own your own business and how to operate properly in that business. I pray that'll be a blessing to you. But we're going to continue now in our teaching on the promises of God. And if you'd like to know more about past things that we've done or listen to our podcast, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. Dot com, and when you pull that up right on the front, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that we've done. In addition to that, on that webpage, scroll down a little farther and you'll see a list of some of the books that I've written that may be of help to you. If you'd like to get more information about Quality Christian Living and listening to these podcasts, you can subscribe through cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So once again, I'm thankful that you are here and that you joined us for this teaching on the promises of God. And I look forward to the next podcast that's entitled, How the Holy Spirit Brings God's Promises. Now remember, I ended this particular podcast reading a scripture that talks about the Spirit of God is the one that knows things that we don't know about and that he reveals the secret promises of God. So I've got a lesson I put together here, a teaching and podcast that I'm really excited about doing and that'll be our next one. And once again, it's entitled, How the Holy Spirit Brings God's Promises. So I pray that'll be a blessing to you. I would encourage you to call your friends or family members and let them know about this teaching on the promises of God. We'll continue on for quite a few weeks, and I know the Lord has a plan to bless you and has a plan to bring His promises into your life, and then you will be able to speak the promises of God to others and show your thankfulness to God. So thank you once again for listening in, and I want to close with these few words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you eagerly seek the promises of God and may He pour them out for you in your life and that you'll have all of your needs met according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you once again for listening in. Let your friends and family members know about Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. This was podcast number 227. God bless you.